you see, the thing about karma on the negative path, or um, understanding karma from the perspective of polarity, the fact that there are two paths with, at some level, um, diametrically opposed requirements um, to achieve the same goal. And the goal is further polarization to higher self, or development of the seven rays. Both paths are involved in development of the seven rays. Both paths moving to higher self. Both paths require um, increasing contact with entails of infinity and chakra, seven chakra development sufficient to, you know, return to higher self in unity. Same goal. And the same work, but very different means. And on the negative path, the way um, their seven chakra setup, their seven chakra system is developed to get into six density uh, without love or by use of control and domination um, generally involves uh, disciplined harming of others. So, Gautama never talked about that, but um, it seems to me that if a 4D negative wanderer, a 4D negative entity, in fourth density or in coming as a wanderer or whatever in third density somehow kills a person, if it supports their polarization, which it normally would, that would be fine. That helps them further polarize on the left-hand bound. It's always about intention, and it would depend on the nature of their intentional set, because intention is both conscious and unconscious, right? Generally, our conscious intention is a tiny portion of the whole rate of the entire the entirety of what I call an intentional set. Intentional mm -hmm. set means how we're set, how the mind is set in terms of our motive, the, the motivational set. And that's both conscious and unconscious. And the conscious portion is usually shallow as hell. People know very little. I want to help you. That that's it maybe. Or I, I'm so angry. So um the conscious and unconscious entirety of the intentions are always basis of karmic formation, of course. Something like that, yeah. I mean, right. that, that's Ra's take on that um, in terms of dying on the cross relating to him killing inadvertently the playmate. I think that that's not the only way to look at those two events or the linkage that Ra's speaking is um, not the whole story there. But, but yes... Um, a higher dimensional being like a wonder coming into third density uh, with under the veil um, with whatever intention either consciously by mistake inadvertently not intending consciously or fully consciously intending for whatever reason to kill will um, you know has signed up for the karmic uh, consequences of that activity based on that intention what it is, is very hard to say, <laughs> you know? I mean, there are wanderers, I think, because they're coming out of sick density, um, and therefore have a whole lot of merit, you say. I mean, Gautama uh, killed a guy in a past life and got a thorn in the toe in this, while another person, like the teaspoon of salt analogy, right? Um, for an ordinary person, karmic return is like a salt, teaspoon of salt in a cup. For an enlightened person, or one of the four stages of awakening person, the karmic return is like a teaspoon of salt in the ocean. So, <clears throat> Gautama um, murders in a past life and gets a thorn in his toe. This one. Another person murders in a past life 
and gets murdered for five lifetimes in a row. <laughs> of course. And goes to hell for, uh, you know, a thousand years. But it's not just the action, it's the mindset. You see. It's the nature of the mindset. So a wanderer kills a, a human being in, in during the series of lifetimes the wanderer's had. Now a wanderer is definitely going to get some karmic return. What karmic return? Well, it's totally unique. And that wanderer may, in a future life, um, become a doctor or uh, sacrifice himself as a warrior for the tribe or um, agree to die young or make some kind of great sacrifice. And that mitigates or ameliorates or reduces the detrimental karmic return from the murder of the past life in a future life. So, you know, a wanderer may have killed evil, killed humans who were doing evil, killed black magicians, and will, uh, but their intention was to protect, the, you know, the beloved, uh, because they were eliminating evil people that were doing harm, like Nityananda and the Mantrayani, the guy that was doing mantras and terrorizing the village in the story of Nityananda. They did some contests, some magical contests. Uh, the other guy ate some leaves, Gautama Nityananda ate the leaves, and the next day the other guy's in the hospital, and a day later he's dead. And why? Because Nityananda facilitated his death. Seems to me, because they took a magical challenge. You know, either I win or you win this magical challenge, and the result will be uh, one of us pledges to leave the incarnation. <laughs> the dude agreed, lost, and left. Nityananda facilitated the guy's passing out, passing over. Is that murder? No, because who the hell knows what Nityananda was doing or talking to? You know? Maybe he was interfacing with the higher self, who's below Nityananda's level, the other guy's higher self. So, who knows? This stuff is beyond us. But, um, yes, indeed, a wanderer, higher dimensional being may come into third density, do a murder, um, either out of you know <laughs> jealousy and rage or bloodlust, or protecting the beloved and feeling it's the right thing to do and truly protecting people. Or even by mistake or by accident. You know, I dropped my hammer out the window and it killed somebody. So, uh, those, uh, and, and these precise motivational set, intentional set, conscious and unconscious, um, has influence in the karmic return, as well as everything they do subsequent to that activity as well as the fact that they're a wanderer and they're coming in with big mind, a big uh, merit base, um, and higher self will work with that in future lives, how to work off that karma in certain ways. So, Gautama got a thorn in the toe. Uh, somebody else could um, get a debilitating illness or a chronic headache. Who knows? Depends on all sorts of things. But that, but that's how, how complicated karma really is, seems to me. Well, okay, I'll repeat that question. Um, the question was, a, a person, a wanderer, um, who, first of all, a wanderer um, from sixth density, or even fourth density, fourth, fifth, sixth density, all of them, may be akin to Satipana, for sure. Um, there are some wanderers who become materialists, meaning like a fifth density wanderer, I've met some, who reject spirituality because it's illogical, or it's unproven. They think, 
it's on they think it's illogical but it's surely unproven they think therefore there's no um, higher dimensions or soul or reincarnation or anything like that but they're still wanderers with a lot of merit um, they're akin to Sotapanna. Most wanderers in their demonstration and the way they live is akin to Sotapanna somewhat, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's... it's uh, a wanderer, um, if they don't commit serious <clears throat> harm to others, particularly killing, or a commitment to malicious speech and harming others or taking advantage of others or manipulating them, using them, um, doesn't you know, won't won't have to go to hell forever or something, or may not be reborn there. But it, again, it's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, anybody can fall. The wanderers can fall and make a lot of trouble for themselves. But it's certainly like you're saying. It is possible if a wanderer is so imbalanced in their life, where they're serving and helping others and neglecting themselves, you can say that they're making. They might be making less progress than if they're helping themselves and not much social in, in helping others. You see, helping oneself in love and wisdom, in balance, in a positive, true, moral way, that kind of self-help, like study and meditation, right? a life of study and meditation and art, and, uh, uh, may help a wanderer progress more than a life of uh, selfless physical service um, in society. It just depends. There are wanderers that go back and forth between extremes as well. Like some lives, they're renunciate, and basically they're doing study and meditation, um, and some minor physical service, social service in their community, sangha or the monastery or the nunnery or the ashram or whatever. And then the life after that, they are not particularly religious at all, but they're very dynamic or they're very committed and demonstrate a whole lot of helping of a lot of people in society. But either one can become an imbalance or distortions can grow in either in either case, um, focused on self-transformation or focused on social, interpersonal, physical service to others. But yeah, of course, a wanderer can... Um, can... Um, maintain distortions and slow their progress overall, their seven chakra transformation, um, by excessive martyrdom and service to others while neglecting certain um, inner work um, of self-healing, let's say, for sure. We see that with any martyr. But, that, but uh, yeah, of course, it, it's timing. I mean, timing is karmically influenced as well, meaning... I had a client, a friend, who um, had Epstein-Barr syndrome, disease, whatever, exhaustion, fatigue, and many, many years was suffering and trying this remedy and that and the other thing, and somehow, somewhere along the way, she found something like the vitamin D therapy, somebody who would provide her with injections, I guess, of vitamin D. Um, and overnight, it went from terrible to good, and she progressively got better very quickly after years of trying things and finding nothing. You can say that that's karmically related, but um, she may well have been a sixth-density wanderer who um, was on her first life here 
and had willfully delayed her incarnation. We talked often, and she consciously had the sense that she didn't even really want to come to Earth, but she knew she was she needed to. And she's coming here at the end time because she didn't want to come before. That uh, avoidance of coming when she really knew she should or felt she should but didn't um, maybe one of the reasons why her illness was prolonged or, or finding cures and finding um, cures that didn't cure or not being able to get cured or find the way out of the illness took so long um, as a reflection for her to as the reflection of how long she procrastinated before coming into incarnation now and for her to <clears throat> acknowledge um, what the importance of persistence or um, to develop a certain kind of patience and faith and greater effort, fullness and self-love and whatever um, that she developed along the way to finding that cure. Uh, somehow that was resonant with her having procrastinated the incarnation for so long. Maybe, yes, it may be associated with self-punishment tendencies, for sure, actually. Self-blaming, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, a wanderer or a spiritually-minded person, wanderer or not, may be more aware of the harmful consequences of harming others and be very upset, more upset about hurting others than hurting themselves, as you say. Uh, that may then lead to a proliferation or a hardening of the distortion of anger or aversion to themselves that may create more trouble in the future or not depends on what happens after that but yeah what you're saying is very reasonable so but thank you so much um and um take good care of yourselves see you next week okay good night